0: prohibition fall down. The guys that are going to
1: be up here uh, you know, are legends in the industry and one of the things that I was lucky enough to live in Amsterdam where I could be totally open about what I did, growing cannabis every day, you know, and this is back in the 90s when over here you had to sort of hunker down and do your thing. And What I noticed over the years was all the guys that came through that were the, the best growers always sacrificed a lot to get, to be that good grower. They either had no friends because they had, couldn't let anybody over their house, or they had no, you know, it's they always, always we, we live in a weird zone, you know? So, we all had, you know, overgrow.com, we had ways to communicate a little bit. Legends were created on this as far as, you know, just by the fact that they showed sheer knowledge, you know, knowledge in the game right out of the, out of the gate. And now this community's kind of grown exponentially. And, uh, you know, guys like here now, from, uh, who sponsor this, they're basically bringing together all these, all these breeders that, for the longest time, you know, didn't want people to know their name, didn't connect their name to what they were doing, and were trying to separate themselves at least one or two degrees to keep everything rolling, and those are the people that were, like I said, successful. Um, and nowadays, you, it's, it's really going to come down to, uh, you know, bringing your best to the table and, and I do a, I do a competition called ADSI which is Adam Dunn Show Invitational and at that competition it's uh, no there's no categories, there's no sativa, there's no indica, there's no indoor, there's no outdoor. It's just weed. Cannabis. Bring it bring it. Just like old just like it was back in the day, everybody comes in the room, at a certain point everybody puts their stuff away and one guy seshes everybody out because you just realize that's the guy you want to be smoking his weed, right? And that's that's what our competition sort of is, it's just a head to head bang out. But, um, you know, funny enough, the cam lines and certain ones that just powered through these things and, and people are so, their, their palates are so uh, adjusted to it. And I think on the East Coast, there was a kind of phenomenon in the early 90s where all of a sudden there was five or six different places growing very similar cannabis, but not all from the same cut. It was, there was a different version here and a different version there. Sometimes they were the same cut, but in general, it was like the, the new sort of flavor, because every about every ten years or so there's a complete shift, you know. Now all of a sudden people are like, you watch, like look at all these fruity things that all of a sudden came out of nowhere. First it was like no fruit, all gas. Everybody was just like determined to leave it that way. All of a sudden now every flavor out there is a is, is like the Baskin Robbins flavor and it's kinda like, hmm. Can't all be named after cake and after <laughs> some sort of, you know, dessert. But um, you know, for the most part, back in the day these guys Duke Diamond, come on up to the stage, my friend. And uh, yeah, Some VA also is like elusive. These are some elusive characters right here. This is like very hard to get them to sit in front of a group of people and actually talk about what they do because I'm telling you, like back in the day, this isn't what we did. We all were very much, you know, who are you and why are you even asking me that? That would be the question. You know, that would be the answer for everything you're, you're doing. But, but nowadays, uh, like, Duke's a wealth of knowledge and it's all through experience and that's the kind of knowledge that you you should try to like you know take in because it's a lot easier to listen to somebody else who's been through stuff tell you what not to do or what to do sometimes than it is to run down that road yourself and back in the day the profits were huge or the risks were high now it's kind of the opposite we're in a zone where the it's like, a, it's a job at this point, right? we created a job. Do you want that job or not? But your risks are a little lower. Now the biggest risk is not having your compliance officer in check, and you know, that's where you get in trouble. And those are the kind of things don't ask these guys about at all. Not get, you'll not get anything, but as far as uh, growing, and what we're talking about here is just like, bring it to the next level, really, right? Like uh,
2: going, y'all hear me in the back? James? Me? you hear me? Okay. Uh, yeah, so like on a, on a large, like a, like a commercial level, where like most of these folks, like they work for a dispensary or a wholesale grower or something let's like that. Let's imagine they do. Let's imagine they do. A show of hands, how many of y'all are like working like larger scale, you know? Ah, that's yeah, that's good. like all of y'all. Uh, for anybody who isn't doing that, um, you just scale it back. It, it just makes it simpler. You just, you just scale back. So, yeah man. And Duke Diamond, that's not my real name. I know. Oh, just don't know the story. I can tell anybody that. No way. <laughs> way. <laughs> Adam Dunn, if that's your real name. It is actually my real name. Allegedly. That's how
1: boring it is, but. Um, so, so yeah. Again, yeah, we're not. Like, I know you guys aren't like uh, big. You know, it wasn't necessarily about quantity. It was always about quality, right? I mean, that's absolutely. Really, and, and I think that's what makes people, uh, you know, attach. You know, your names to that and to like. You know, like tried and true in a sense. Did you ever? <laughs> how many strains do you grow? I'm just gonna, coming to you because I haven't. You know, it's one of those things where I, I think of you as one, one. You know, dun, 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 skunk VA. So, do you do you have a lot of strains under your in your stable, or do you like to play around with a lot? Or? I do now, you know,
3: because I'm breeding. When I started breeding. Tommy's kind of pushed me. Close. close. Yeah. There we yes, go. There we go. When I mean, got go too close, again. Uh, yeah, I mean, you no know, breeding now. You know, Tommy's come out to my house. We've befriended each other. He befriended me. found me. Uh,
2: this thing's not working. You, you got to do it like. Uh, remember Motorhead? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So oh,
2: yes. <laughs>
3: anyway, so you know, right now I've got like 37 things I'm working with because I'm breeding. So it's a lot of different things and a lot of management. Same sort of skill set, but just putting the data in a different location for me. Uh, over the years, I was producing Chemdog, Sour Diesel, all the, the, the name brands you get, and uh, you know, hooking the clubs up in California at the end. Always hooking my friends up, and now I'm back to you know selling weed to my friends. You know, making <laughs> you know, seeds, of course. So hey, like, let me
2: get a bag, man got, you it. Know, you got it, you got
1: it, you got And it's funny, because back in the day, for me, like a bro deal was five bucks a gram kind of standard, you know what I mean? And we're right back there, I'm like, Jesus Christ, things do not change, do they? You know what I mean? So one most stable thing is the, the, the lack of uh, rising prices in cannabis, these um, days. So, I know Tom, he's, like again, been through a lot. He's been, you know, sacrificed a lot in this industry. Um, have you had the same sort of deals, or has it been kind of, a, because uh, I know you guys are coming out of the East Coast is much is much harder than people realize, especially, you know, I'm from New York originally and the fact that now things are changing there is kind of amazing because you always, when you travel from Cali back over to, it was just like a night and day, you know what I mean? And you knew why people, when they came from New York, when they got to Cali, they'd never want to leave because, of course, it was like finally they found people that, you know, on the same sort of level when it came to cannabis, but... Uh, did you have any kind of issues along the way? Uh, you know, things you can talk about, of course. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind
3: talking about it. It's mostly in the past, but I, uh, you know, I grew up on Grateful Dead tour, right in the middle of the war on drugs in America. So, you know, there's a certain way you conducted yourself if you wanted to grow cannabis. I'm from Richmond, Jimmy, as well. And uh, where we're from, you got to be, you got, you can't tell anybody the people who gave me my cuts, the super skunk, and took me under the wing as a young man or a kid, really. You know, they made it really clear to me that, you know, you don't tell anybody about this. You know the rule was if you didn't know that person for five years, you didn't commit felonies with that human being if you wanted to stay free. And it, you know, it sounds cliche. It's kind of corny, but it, you know it's true. And I stuck to it because I respected those men who, who told, who shared that with me. They shared a lot with me, knowledge of growing. And I, I respected that just like I did when they told me not to give. You know, the stuff that they gave me to go. I respected that too. So. But I did, you know, eventually, I live in Sonoma County now, and, you know, we're pretty loose out there. We've had 99 plant limits in the 90s, you know, in the 1990s, which was, you know, that's pretty crazy thinking about where we're at now, a completely unregulated cannabis market. You're allowed to have 99 plants in this one county. So we got loose, things got really big, and, and uh, then they tightened it back as, as uh, legalization started coming up on the horizon, and I, I got caught up in some stuff. You know not that long ago in fact i got off probation last march so
1: thank you but it was just probation you know? it's, it's like growers it's, it's like growers yeah. <laughs> i had a good attorney you know?
3: <laughs> but yeah so i mean you know it was a smack in the face and it was a blessing in disguise because when you're a big producer as many of you know it's like a machine you know it's a dragon it's a beast it's like you're just going along for the ride you know Every day is another task, another obstacle. You gotta ha- handle it. No, you know, those dudes came to my house and took all that away from me, and it seemed like a horrible thing at the time. But it, you know, now standing here, it's, you know, my life's a lot, you know, more mellow, going. Making seeds is fun. You know, I enjoy it. You know, it's really cool to share with people. You know, so yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's. In, in Holland, they used to call it being like plucked like a chicken. Like the cops would actually tell you on the way out to be like. So like what happened they're like oh you've been plucked and then they leave and they give you a ticket you're like wow yeah you definitely plucked me because I got nothing left you know what I mean they take it off um, and then I know you had to go do some do some uh, uh, university studies Army. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of couple of sessions there um, but at the end of the day like you were saying earlier loyalty to the cuts back in the day was important you know what I mean people Nowadays it's it's crazy you know like it, I think it all started even on, on overgrow when you started to see how like certain strains that were definitely you know meant to be kept in a sort of zone were definitely out and once it's out it's out right and I mean nowadays thankfully people are appreciating seeds more that has been like the the never-ending quest as a, as a breeder is to get people to not want to get a cut off of me, but want to buy seeds off of me. Because that's the first question. you know, They'd be like, yeah, these are cool, but can I just get a cut from you? And it was like, no, because I have a seed company, and the whole point of me selling these seeds is so that you can grow from seed, pick it out yourself, and, and have your own version of whatever we're doing. Not necessarily everybody growing the same thing that I've grown. So, um, you, how did you how did you manage to keep like some of these things around for so as long as you did? Because both of you guys are rocking strange from like you said nineties. and how much variability have you seen over the years? And have you actually like had to rebuild any of them from the ground up, or is there any kind of? Because that's usually that's my horror story is like starting from scratch again, you know? which you can't do.
2: Well, I guess uh, like to go back like what you were saying, everybody's like, well they're gonna ask you for the clone, so like the old uh, I guess the rule. Of thumb was a lot of breeders they would make something if it's too good they don't they don't put it out because why you know they're going to give it to you then you're going to grow it and now your competition because then you you're like oh that's great you know so we had the mindset of we're kind of in this together i mean i got people I you know uh, i guess i wouldn't care for you know but everybody in here you know y'all are no different than anybody else, similar shit, similar background, whatnot, Um, I want to see y'all succeed. So when we're doing our breeding projects now, it has to meet the parent or exceed the parent. So we're trying to actually move things forward genetically so that way, well now, like you said, these clones, they get out. Um, People didn't keep their word, what have you so it's cool for y'all to be growing these clients but that's the thing if every single one of you can grow og kush now which that wouldn't happen in way back in the day uh well what makes any of you any different now what what do you have unique to offer right so that's the thing we can you can still be getting ahead of something new that we make that's not playing on the same exact shit something that's actually different that exceeds that pair that flowers a week faster, that's 10%, you know, higher in THC than your prior thing. So there's part of that. But yeah. like to keep like the clones around, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> a lot of like, middle of the night, midnight, get the U-Haul boy in the van with the cops posted up at the corner, them setting a fire with some old oak leaves just to distract them to clear out a house, allegedly. It may, yeah, it, may it, happens, happens. it may, or may not have It may A lot, a lot of sketchy shit, moving state to state, place to place. But it's cool because you have, like, you know, I mean, I guess by all, we were criminals, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Freedom fighter. I like, I like that word better. Yeah. where it's so, uh, you know, you got a good buddy here. And he's trustworthy, you know. Like, if he goes and gets pinched or I get pinched, he doesn't have to worry about it. I'm not going to say a word. I go do my time. He does his time. You know, we were stand up people. So I could say, hey, here's my life in genetics. You hold on to this. So while I go do my two years, he's got it. If I get out, hey, what's up, buddy? He's got it. Vice versa and we all you know, you got a few good friends. Yeah. I yeah, got a few and, good friends. You no, know, you 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 pulled that off, you had to go do your thing and you came back and your plants were still around. Exactly. Burden, yeah. Trust. Yeah, and that's what it boiled down to. Trust, taking the chance, taking the risk, and uh, you know, just going for it and just think, not giving a fuck.
3: I think when you go through life in this, you know, I've been I've had the chem dog for twenty four years we're the same cut and uh, you know, basically, you know, I've been on the corners of my house in Oakland, unloading U-hauls in the middle of the night with you know full-grown flowering plants because the neighbor did something stupid in Sonoma County, whatever you know, drama. You know, watching for the crack kids, walking down. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, so then get up and go to work the next morning, you know, at 5 a.m. So it's just little, just little battles, just little things here and there. But uh, you know, but I like, guess, People who are growing commercially, I think you gotta give some time and thought and some serious time and thought into like what am I going to grow? What do my what what's gonna satisfy my market, you know? Because if you don't get that right, or if you're in love with something like I was for years that maybe not the whole rest of the world loves, then you know, you might just be wasting your time really. So you gotta give it some thought. Do you want to grow the, what the, whatever the latest thing is? Do you want to grow, go back to the old school and give that another role? You know, you have to figure it out. And uh, you know, that's, I think that's something that a lot of growers who are getting into this on a commercial production scale don't really get enough thought. And they, it's kind of an afterthought, you know? And it's understandable with all the investment and all the work and planning goes into it, but you should start there, you know? Just like you build a building, you start with the foundation. It's the same idea,
1: you know, So. Well, yeah, and also when you're when you're doing your own selection, um, there's nuances in there that sometimes people some people appreciate. Some people have a really good eye; they they nail it every time. Other people don't, you know. that's just kind of uh, you know part for the course. And I think that's that selection is a lot better as far as it's quite easy to figure out who you like and who you don't like compared to who's got the best version of the same clone at another shop at a cheaper price. Because that's pretty much when you, you start getting into like the the price war which is really not what you want to be you want to be on a quality issue and so if you know like like many of us have had you have a room full of plants and you had one seed plant you decided to try and at the end you're like i would gladly trade this entire room for that one particular plant because that like i don't even know why i wasted my time growing that and, you know, it's like, one of the, and, and at that point you realize you never took a clone off of it, and now you're like, great, <laughs> you know? Like, but, but in general, you know, the idea that people are now not afraid to pop beans, because I, I tell you, for 21 years selling seeds in Amsterdam, two Americans mostly, coming over there, you don't know how many times people came back a year later, and I'm like, so how'd that go? And they're like, I haven't grown it yet. And you're like, what, like, what are you doing with these things? And of course, collecting is cool, and it's great to keep genetics, but you gotta pop them, too, because if you sit around too long, and think you're gonna hang on to them forever. Of course, now, if you listen to the last thing here, you'll know that tissue culture might save you at some point, you might be able to come in. but let's, let's not do that, let's just grow stuff that actually has a,
2: yeah. a shelf life. And that's, uh, that's economically viable, so anything that you do, whether it's me cleaning a car, my house, or shaving, muscle memory, and being efficient and doing something over and over, you know, that's number one and with the genetics, you know, somebody's best weed is only as good as the best weed they've ever had. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like the best weed you ever had in whatever date, so the best weed now, that has changed a couple times. So uh, it's happened to me before too, like I thought I was king ding I had the best shit on earth. And meet a guy like this, and here's a bud, I smoke it and I go, Sweat in my snot trough. Like, holy fuck, that was drugs, right? So then, then, you know, yeah, that, that, that level goes up. Your palate, you know, your, your life experience, you know, like if you eat uh, truck stop T-bones your whole life and then you have that filet mignon, A, hey, you know, it's only, you're, you're, ex- you're only as good as your experiences, so trying a vast array of stuff, and you know what, you're gonna grow a lot of fucking garbage. I'm not gonna lie, but there are some good things out there. So if you know somebody like this guy here, you probably grown and smoked hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different, completely different varieties. Not just you know this, cross that, you know, but something very distinct. You have a good, a good palate. So if I give you something, you're like, hey, that's really good. Well, I can take that. I can take that to the bank. Some guy just starts smoking this year. He's like, oh, it's a shit. Well, thank you. You know, but I'm not gonna say, everybody's got this, it's the shit, the best. You know, so you know, get it out there and like in a marketplace, the being unique, right? That, that was something that, that helped us a lot back then because like if you're like one of the 10 guys with the come dog, across the globe, you got something very economically viable. You're not just gonna go down the road and get it from somebody else. So, you know, if I'm doing that basic skunk and I might have something, well, in a legal market and in your stores and stuff, it's no different. So if you have something that you can have that's unique, that's gonna, that's gonna put you on in word of mouth, you know? And that's the best thing. The, way, the best way I used to sell bud is I found the dudes that would go hang out and party with everybody. I'd give them a fucking bag because over that week I'd sling 20 pounds based on this word of mouth. He just tried it with everybody. So, Duke's lesson number
1: two. He's got a lot of lessons. If you listen to him in deep ways, he's, he's teaching you guys little, some deep, deep stuff
2: how to slap 20 packs. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> away, I guess, at least give
2: away like an ounce or something, right? That's, that's, that goes back to marketing. If you <laughs> ever had to take classes in high school, it was uh, word of mouth is your best. Bad word of mouth spreads 10 times the rate of good word of mouth. And the second most important part of marketing was service after the sale. And it, it is, meaning and our yeah. shit, you know. Be quick to have some more weed for them. <laughs> Make them
0: happy.
2: <laughs> be ready. Be ready. Are you taking
1: questions? Uh, I mean,
3: yeah, if you guys want to, we got to I have A question now that you guys are into more of a business aspect of what you do, uh, and you're running that line, uh, line of branding. Uh, how does that affect, like, your or does it affect your breeding decisions and how you approach the <laughs>
2: Me personally, yeah, like um, I don't wanna blend in. So like, if you look at my menu, since I've made my seeds available to the public, I've been doing it a lot longer than I've actually been willing to be like, I will sell you all a pack of seeds. I used to make it for my own purpose, or if I knew him or him, like yeah, I made this shit, it's banging. don't give it to anybody which is like the breeder's last words my safari. Hey, I got this and whatever you do, don't give it to me. Um, you will not see any cookies, nor any Gorilla Glue, nor any sherbet, nor any, any fucking popular thing that has been in the last shit even a decade in any of my lines. Um, one, I feel that I have better, way better stuff than that, for one. But I could do it and ride the name game. I could ride the hype out and I could get everybody's money. I bet y'all would just, well, maybe not everybody would lie, y'all would just eat that shit up. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you in the lines, so all. <laughs> <bullshit. laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that um, part, just me, I don't, I don't want to be like the next guy, because one, I want to stand out with my product. Two, I believe my product's better than the next guy's product. Three, um, it helps to pass it on to you so you can be unique. So my stuff would test just as high as theirs, grow a little bit better, yield a little bit more, but my backbone is coming from something from 1988, something from 1991, uh, and maybe something as new as like 2000, but for the most part, unless I've actually bred it from those components and it's new because I made it, the newest thing I think would be like 2000 would be the newest thing I've actually worked with, but it's different and it's real good. But the thing is, I have to work harder to get people, I need that word of mouth. And, and over the last year, um, my little company, I worked with another guy that uh, It was a waste of fucking time. But it it was cool, it was cool. So last year I decided I was like, I'm going to launch my own thing, right? Dominion Seed Company, Emerald Cup last year. And in one year, I won uh, 2018 Breeder of the Year through the seed vendor, right? And I got the highest amount of uh, pleased customers. Like Like no returns and people coming back. Most stuff sold, it was like a trifecta thing. And I got that, I didn't even realize it. So, like, we are doing good. So this year, all the people come back stoked as shit, and now they brought their buddies. And then some guys are like, I want to show you, but I ain't telling nobody because I don't want anybody else knowing this shit because I want to kind of hoard it. So it's a little bit of both. So, like, it's doing well, but had I just jumped out there like, hey, I'm just going to cop your shit to the T, oh, yeah, I could have did it, but that's just not me. Yeah, it's like when I I worked for Sensi Seeds for about four years, and
1: my whole point was to never use any of their genetics in anything that I was doing because I was working for them, and I, and I felt like it was such an easy, like, yeah, open the drawer, pull out some nl 5 haze, bam, I got, a, I got a winner, you know what I mean? It well, was that's too easy, and so I was always bringing whatever I could to the table, and it was always like, my, you know, I got my friend to bring the bubblegum seeds first, and those were like, every time i bring something in to show the guys from Sensi, they'd say, ah, you know. That's a juicy fruit, we had that already 10 years ago. Whatever, it didn't matter what it was, and I'd be like, no, it's 100% not, because I guarantee do not use any of your things in any of my crosses. and I, I get what you're feeling there. And it's also nice, because when you do that, you may see a lot of sales going past you. You might go, you know, just like you're saying, walk down and go like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Oh, shit. No. I'm selling the right shit to Everybody's... the right people for
2: the right reason.
1: But at the end yeah. of the day, I'd rather have uh, you know, less numbers and higher quality people buying my stuff just yeah. because, of, as a grow, like once you give them your genetic, I well, you know, give them sell them their genetics. Let's say it's up to them to do what they want. They can do a good job. They can do a bad job, but you obviously give them the, the, the you know,
2: the starter, hopefully in a good way. I but even I'm, give them instructions on the back. But I was uh, even maybe. But I'm also seeing customers out here with the pets. Oh yeah, yeah. You like that, huh? A little instruction. Yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> Very detailed.
1: And uh, so in general, uh, it's like, you know, if you uh, stick to your guns at a certain point, things come your way as far as the, the flavor profile or, you know, and, and it's, it's funny, as a grower, I think everybody's the same, like, you'll, someone will offer you a joint or, okay, okay. It's very reluctant, because you know it's just like, and you, don't, and you don't want it to be better than your weed, obviously, right, so you're just like, don't be, please don't be better. Um, and, still doing good, you know what I mean? But, but for the most part, it's like, you kind of, like, um, you know, it's very adaptive cannabis in general. And so I feel as a grower, it's even more adaptive because it's like, you're the one who fed it and took care of it and murdered it, you know? So it's pretty much, you've uh, done it all this way at this point, but, but it is like uh, weirdly self-satisfying. Did, did you? Um, I mean, you guys are both known for certain strains back in the day. But did, is there any? I mean, even though you don't want to use other people's strains, is there anything out there that sometimes you're just like, well, you know, obviously you're maybe taking to go buy it, but maybe somebody's got it out and you're like, all right, that is my one thing I like. That's like
2: uh, we do it. Uh, a lot of people don't do it nowadays. They just grab it and roll with it and say fuck it. We like to actually do these collaboration things. Where you work with the other person. So like Mad Farmer with the, he's got the article, the lavender's and so forth. Now I had the lavender through my buddy. I couldn't just run with it. Man, that's since the early two thousands. But instead I'm like, let's do something together, you know? And me and this guy, you know, we'll do something together because like he does different stuff than I do. And yeah, he'll break stuff out and be like, oh shit, that's different. You know, and sometimes yeah, that happens. So like, you might break out some sage and sour bubble gum, kosher.
0: There you go. <laughs> and,
2: uh, and 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 I m- never had it, you know. And then it was like, oh shit, catches me off guard. And then that's something me and you could work on. So like for me,
1: for me, like for me, for instance, anything with haze in it, I have to try it just because I'm usually about ninety-nine percent of the time dissatisfied. Again, happy that it's not better than my weed, but then when there's that 1%, it's like, oh yeah, that's the weed that makes me leave the room, nervous, come back, back sweating a little bit, like, what the hell? Not that, that, that eight-week, uh, nine-week? Yeah. The really eight. uncomfortable weed, that's the stuff we like. Stuff that makes you literally crawling on your skin, but then it's 16-week to fly, you know, you talk to the grower and you realize, yeah, that was a sacrifice in his world because his yields might have, you know, been doubled if he had grown a shorter crop, but at the end of the day, that's all I'd want, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's like the yeah. So in those cases, it's like one of those things I have to try it just to see if they nailed it, which is very rare. You know. I can agree with that. I, you know, as when I was younger, I was you know, chem dog has always
3: been my thing, and, and uh, I like that heavy, hard hitting psychedelic, just lay you down kind of stone. I've always liked it, but. You know, maybe you guys have had like similar experiences, you know, as I've gotten older, it's changed, you know, like, there's some things I like now that I didn't like, and Haze would be a great example of that, like, Haze I'm really interested in now, but it's like a whole new world to me, you know, at this point, because I know it's I have too much used It's, it's love
1: haze, thing, too, like, most people just, if you like it, you love it, and if you don't, you're like, oh, that smells like burning leaves or something, you're like, no, no, like, that is, it is, burning leaves, right in the so, But no, in general, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's really hard, because it's got that cactusy background sometimes, and, that can be a little bit too much for some people.
0: Some people love to play up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And we the boss fancy to take a little break. That means we lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the on, out, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads And natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed It's just weed And let to keep good my on It's just weed it's just me, I like to smoke it out be loud the day just look at how he's being paid no lack of me. smoking way